are listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex in the city for the first time ever. Mostly, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And, uh, and here we are. Today, we're, we are, we're tackling the beast. We, uh, we know we're doing We're headed to the Middle stuff. East. We're, we're headed to the, the beast in the Middle East. Yeah, we know we're doing something that's not. I just want to. I want to start right out of the gates. We know that this is not a beloved piece of Sex and City fandom or like canon. Um, we know that that's, there's some problems with it, but we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it with open eyes and open arms and open hearts, and uh, we're gonna do the damn thing and then try, and then talk about it. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have to watch it. Like we've known since the beginning that we've had to do this and we were wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it with open eyes and open hearts. Mm -hmm. This is the thing is it's truly groundbreaking because I will say, I mean, we should talk about some other examples of it, but I don't know if there are that many other examples of fan bases absolutely despising this part. Like it's, it's definitely on the, it's on I mean, the level is, of the prequels Game and Star Wars, which we talked about. I was going to say uh, that takes Game us back. Of, like, our last scene of discussion. Game of Thrones, last uh, season of Game of Thrones, last season yes. of Game of Thrones. Also the Hobbit. correct. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Adaptation. Yeah. The Hobbit didn't have as much hate as much as ambivalence, which is worse than hate. I would say. Ooh, ambivalence is worse than hate. You've yeah, I, I would say that it's like because there's a there's a famous quote about that. It's like it's something I, it's, about like it's, better, it's, it's worse than hate. That's my quote. <laughs> oh, that's the quote. It's that's the famous yeah. quote. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, being, being spewed through through late night <laughs> bars in New York City. Kevin just like worse on, than on hate. top of his stump. Ambivalence is worse than hate. Did you Which guys? Is- Hear the reunion album from this one band. Does Game of Thrones, then Star Wars, and two Assassin City two. Like, aren't you guys kind of like excited? Like we we know that people don't love this. We know that yeah. it's like it's it's quote unquote bad. But like I I kind of like coming into watching something with that rather than someone being like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. You're going to yeah. love it so much. And then you're like, yeah. eh. Like, yeah. like, um, <laughs> my example is, is Parasite, which fantastic movie. But mm-hmm. if you're friends with Kevin, you, he sold Parasite as the most transformative thing that will ever happen to me in my life. Yeah. More important than my wedding day. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a really good movie. And then you're just kind of like, oh. See, man. I saw Parasite. I think I might have seen it after Kevin, but I had known nothing. I saw it when it was very new out and I saw it by myself after like a 14 hour work day. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, but I can't go home. I need to like chill. 
So I'm just going to go watch this random movie and I do nothing going in and it like blew my socks off. Yeah. But I think that's the best way to go into, I Absolutely. think that's the best way to go into any movie is no trailer, nothing. Uh, but I, I, I think now, going into something where it's the worst, then it's like, well, I think it can only go up from here exactly. or it can be like, that was pretty bad. Exactly. Uh, my my argument with Parasite was I I did that to get people to go to the movies that were yeah. not planning on going to see it otherwise. Right. right. No, you were the street I, team. You were Bond. I was the street, you were Bond <laughs> oh, street dude. Team. I was I was I was definitely on the street team. I want to I want to I want to give you a little quote from uh, a review of Sex in the City too. I feel like this is a pretty this is a pretty okay. entertaining quote. Sex in the City 2 takes everything that I hold dear as a woman and as a human, working hard, contributing to society, not being an entitled cunt like it's my job. And this movie rapes it to death with a stiletto that costs more than my car. It's 146 minutes long, which means that I entered the theater in the bloom of my youth and emerged with a family of field mice living in my long white mustache. This is entirely inappropriate length for what is essentially a giant home video of gay, of gay men playing with a giant Barbie dolls. <laughs> was that the, that was the review from Elizabeth Warren, right? <laughs> no, it's actually the review from Lindy West who made the show's, uh, uh, shrill she oh. she created shrill so it's it's her review of sex and city too wow um uh, that's that's what i like to hear before going to see a movie yeah me too I'm like, I'm like i'm like cool i know what to expect i'm ready for it let's go yeah i mean uh, i think we we talked about this now in other episodes but there is something that like you know th this is impossible to avoid Fandom gets too big, money gets too big, things and like the movie is not just the creator's fault. It's the people who go see the movie's fault because because it's like becomes an organism of like of that becomes more than what was ever supposed to happen. So I'm like, what is the perfect I'm trying to think of the the most perfect people that have never never dealt with this, that have never because it, there's like artists that always change and adapt, but you can't change and adapt when you're this. I'm trying, I need to think of like, what's the best landing of the plane of something that grew to this cultural size? I mean, probably and the it, first movie, the first movie, they actually like did it well. Like, I yeah, think I mean, I guess you don't see an end to something until it fucks up. Exactly. Right. If, yeah, which. I mean, they're dipping back in, though. Okay. That's, that's, this is, that's, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to Brooklyn boy us too much. But the comeback album from for LCD Sound System that was I one mean, that, where people yeah. were like, people were like, oh, they did this big thing where they they ended the band at Madison Square mm -hmm. Garden, and then they came back, and people were like, yeah, man, good album, good to have yeah. them back, great to see the live show. There's got to be. For, yeah. for people that aren't into indie music, there's got to be another version of that. But like, that's a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's a great example. I'm, I'm I think it's a great example sure. that that will only appeal to five percent of our fan base. But sure. if you guys get into LCD sound system because of it, then we did our jobs. I'm a <laughs> great to the other, to But the I think other. you're right. No, I th I don't well, know what the big good. The other 5% example would be the professional athletes that like do one last attempt at winning the championship and then just like you go to some shitty team 
and just flop like Brett Favre to the Vikings or something like that. Well, but Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for for you sports fans out there. I mean, that's, that's true. That's a, pretty good, that's a good story. Okay. That's hundred percent true. We've hit LCD sound system. We've hit professional sports. We do a podcast about sex in the city with a mostly female listener base who that loves sports too. I'd, I'd be curious. We're trying to bring I, I, the I, genders like, together. Listen. I'd be curious to see if there's like a designer that was like out of it for a long time. Or, or like, like what about, back. what about, or like another musician? Like, I mean, here's the thing. I know, I know that we definitely Kylie Minogue, fans. Kylie Minogue. Okay. Give that example. What's that example? She fucking did the, the, doing I mean, the she was, she did the locomotion and then she hung around for a long time. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean that, I think that is a good example on a, on a smaller level. I think that we need something that's like massive franchise. Cause we're talking, we're talking share. You know. sure. Okay. How is share? Do you share has, is the only it? artist ever to have number one hits in five different decades. Okay. But that to me is still, I, I guess I think share, I think share works, but that, to me, that's a little, I don't know. Maybe you get so big and do it so many times that you're in another category, but that is someone that's like still good. It's not like they got to this peak and that, cause here's what you got to say about share never ended. Share never walked or to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think she Sonny ever Bono walked did. away. <laughs> yeah, he didn't walk away. He he, uh, he, <laughs> he skied away. But, uh, <laughs> that was a tough one. I think here's here's the the commitment I think we should make to each other while watching this movie. I think that this podcast can either be fun where we like analyze it and try to find the good parts of it and be silly with it, or we could just watch it and shit on it for like the entire episode. I suggest we try as hard as possible to not do that and find the good in it if there is some because I think that'll be a more well, interesting uh, podcast. I, I, I agree with you because I am a film buff. We're all film buffs. Well, me and Corey are. John loves is more of a book buff, but we love, I mean, as you can tell from the story from the podcast, like we love stories. We love good television. We like good movies. And that's like, and from everything that we're looking at, like they drop the ball in this area, but it just wouldn't be fun to talk for two hours about how they messed up. Clearly the reviews already did that. So I think that's a good thing. Like I honestly would be okay if we were going to do that. I'd be like, let's just uh, start the series again. Let's like, let's try and not be contrarian, but just let's, let's see if we can stick in our pot, stay in the pocket and be like, okay. all right, here's, here's some good story elements. Look, we're still, this is still like, if you look at, if you look at parts of a TV show, seasons of a TV show is like albums from a band, mm -hmm. you know, the band has changed over the seasons and then they did the first movie and that was like their biggest, like double album or whatever. We're just, we're just listening to a new album. It's yeah. the same band essentially. I mean, I think what'll be interesting to continue the, to continue what we're saying about like comebacks, it's going to be really interesting when we get to the new series on HBO because uh, that yeah. is a different band. SGP just said the other day, it's all new writers. It's, uh, I mean, MPK is running it, but it's new writers. It's Kim Cattrall's not in it. Like that's, that's like mm -hmm. a whole new mix of something that's supposed to look like the same thing before, but it's also different that we're, <laughs> we're definitely 
in a different category once we get to that. But what we're at now, we're we're at a we're at a new album from the same band right now. So we should treat yep. it as such. Agreed. I wish we I could find out who exactly it was, but I got a message when we put up a thing one day and they were just like, I know most people don't agree with me. They're like, I think the second movie's really fun and I actually like it more than the first. And I was like, okay. That makes yeah, me at least that. excited to watch it to be like, mm-hmm. hey, there's someone out there that likes it. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna watch this movie and we're gonna talk about it. And for you one person out there, these next two podcasts are for you. Hey. All right. Let's what what Let's yeah, start I mean, it. it's it's on hey. Netflix. Go watch it. We're gonna watch the first half and then we'll watch the second half. Yeah. Hey guys, let's fly to Dubai. Here we go. Please fasten your seatbelt. The boys are taking off. Uh oh, some turbulence. Oh, I see some, see some turbulence. Uh, Oh fuck! An engine, an engine went out. (laughs) We're cruising at uh, thirty thousand feet right now. We just want to welcome you on Bradshaw Boys Airlines, and um. We're going to be coming through the cabin with some racial stereotypes and, uh, and, uh, Oh, Oh, here's a bad take, uh, on, Oh, we tried, (laughs) we tried to do that well. And this is what we've been told of what's going to happen in this movie. But, uh, well, you know, uh, the second sex in the city movie. So this plane is not piloted by Sully Sullenberger at all. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be clear that in this, in this long diatribe of not getting into the movie, Bradshaw Boys Airlines is not supplying the racial stereotypes. It's the movie <laughs> from from what we've heard. It's not us. It's we've heard the movie does that. Oh We're not doing it. Okay, this is this is the last thing I'll say, which is you know what? Like, if anything, the redemption of the movie is finally here because finally you get to hear the Bradshaw Boys take on it. It took it took a decade, but finally, for those of you that hate the second movie. Just let us podcast is here to make all things right. Three straight white men mansplain it for you, and it'll exactly. make it all gravy. <laughs> You're <Right>. welcome. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's all right, it. let's go. It's been two years. Happy anniversary. Me and you, just us two. And in two years, amazing things can happen. I made it. I never make it. Driving me crazy. I've tricked my body into thinking it's younger. How are you gonna swallow all those? Have we met? As for me, Big and I were somewhere between wild sex and a baby. I don't know which is worse. Samantha, the baby will tire eventually. Big and I are getting a little too Mr. and Mrs. Married. We have to work on the sparkle. Sparkle. And just when you think you've seen it all, you're wearing white. Like a virgin. What happens after you say, I do? I think we need some glamour. One week in Abu Dhabi, all expenses paid for all four of us. Get out of town. My point exactly. I can hear the decadence calling. Mother is hard. I needed a break. We bump into each other halfway around the world, and it means something. I think you're playing with fire. Something happened. We made a deal ages ago. Man, babies, doesn't matter. 
We're soulmates. A Jasmine and Aladdin? Yes, sweetie, but with cocktails. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are diverting Bradshaw Boys Airlines to Abu Dhabi from Dubai. Earlier we said we're flying to Dubai. We're actually flying to Abu Dhabi. Uh, uh, Also, uh, everything we say will be uh, culturally sensitive, but the movie, we're not so sure. Uh, We we haven't really come into anything in that in the movie yet, but we will be flying to Abu Dhabi now. All right. Thank you very much. You know... That was the pilot. It was a good. I feel like we we speculated before. We're like, how? What should we do? And we said, let's do one fifteen. Let's go halfway. And I feel like we kind of nailed it for a good place to start. Oh my gosh, the the, 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 the halfway the point, point, point is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the scene we just. The last scene we watched was the scene where Carrie's um, servant. I'm not sure. Uh, Butler. But uh, yeah. warmed up a glass of milk and talked about how he doesn't see his wife because she lives in India. But the moments <laughs> they do see each other are what? What? What are you laughing at? It's just so it's it's gonna be. I I get the the second half of this movie is just going to. We just we just went up a whole a whole roller coaster and we're about to get on a ride of what the fucks for the episode after this. Probably, but probably like, so. I, I mean, so, so far, far I, I turned to Katie. I'm like, this is not. I don't I know. know. This is not a I bad agree. movie. Even yeah. the even even the stuff. Well, I, we have to talk through some stuff. But like even the stuff. The 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 scene where they're like checking out women in I don't know the term what they use in the movie. It's essentially women in like traditional headdress. Like mm-hmm. it, it carries like that's a lot of commitment to fried food. It's like it's still pretty carry. Like there's nothing that's like that over yeah. the line about and that's stuff like, right and that's now. That's like a conversation that one hundred percent. Like yeah. I think I think contextually there there is this really wealthy sheik who flies four women out there to like make. Abu Dhabi extravagant and put right. it above Dubai and right. to bring in this concept of the new Middle East. And like, if you're going to bring a bunch of like sassy, fashionable women from New York, they're going to sit around and have those conversations. So I don't think yeah. it's like yeah. unrealistic so far. We have only yeah. watched and one half of this movie. <laughs> I yes. also think what yeah, I laugh, true. what I laughed at specifically is that, is that from the character's per- perspective, it was like, Oh, Look at this guy from another country and culture. He's making it work by never seeing his wife. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. They tot- they totally glamorize that. And like I I know some people that you know, I know one of um a guy I met this summer like he he works in New York for like 7 months out of the year and then he goes home and takes all his money and then sees his five kids. Yeah. And it's like that's like yeah. in in the Philippines and like Super nice guy, really. Cra- and I was like, "That's." We talked about it. I was like, "That is, that is so foreign to to anything." But he's like, you know, that's probably um, how the most like how I, this is an uh, an ignorant comment and probably not true. But th- I bet like most, if not a lot of the world, lives that way, where they like probably don't see their spouses every single day or share. Like I'm just thinking about. Uh, a lot of the people that I met in Hong Kong, a lot of the people that live here in New York who have families overseas, like they don't see, mm-hmm. they don't spend every single waking night with their family. And you are right. It's funny that Carrie and Biggs' relationship is so he can wear his shoes on the couch, not out of like financial right. necessity to provide for your family. So, um, you know, that, that part is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting choice. But um, should Chris, we do a summary Chris of Rock, what I've mentioned this on the podcast. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Real quick, I've mentioned it before, but Chris Rock has a joke that I think goes along with this that is about how like the cell phone ruined his marriage because then you're connected to that person. You're talking to them all the time. So if you like go away, you're still like talking to them. And so he's like, people used to be married for five years. He's like, not f- like they're married for 50 years, but t- they're together for five years. Oh, that's he's like, really- and now you're, and it's true that it's like, and so. I do think there's some truth to to that, and I'm sure they'll get more into it. But that I think about that frequently. That I'm like, oh, now that you're constantly like, it's not that crazy to need some away time from your partner. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let's do the sum. No, and you Johnny. see, you see that too, just with like like with Carrie or with Charlotte being like really needing to communicate with Harry already, and when they're in Abu Dhabi, she's like trying to get in contact with him all the time, and Carrie kind of says mm-hmm. like. Hey, you're 6,700 miles away. Why are you worrying about that problem? So, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. So, so not a not like a ton in terms of story has happened. Uh, the the big major opening scene of the movie was Stanford and Anthony's wedding, uh, which is like mm-hmm. a ridiculously fabulous event. Uh, uh, Lucille too from um, Arrested Development is the singer. I think I think her name's Liza something. I just know her as Lucille too. Um, she held a door open for me. Oh my gosh! In, in yeah, York. Liza Minnelli. I was like Lucille too. That's awesome. She held um, a door for you in New York once. Yeah, uh, it was really nice. Um, and then um, and then we have the individual women's storylines. Um, I think two of them, these in my opinion, are very interesting, and two of them are a little bit bland. Um, Samantha's is that she's getting Ooh, older. Let's guess. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's guess. Okay. I think you think. Uh, I think you think Carrie's and Charlotte's are interesting, and Samantha and Miranda's are bland. Corey. Um. <clears throat> too interesting. Too bland. I think you think Carrie's is bland. Uh, I think you think think oh yeah why'd i say that i'm wrong yeah carries is bland and samantha's is bland uh correct Corey is correct yeah so so um samantha's is that she is getting older and she's trying to do everything possible to uh fight menopause and keep herself looking younger i feel like that's like a just a classic samantha slow pitch softball uh miranda sorry carrie and big are kind of going through some relation relation issues. I guess this is the main story. He is like mm-hmm. wanting to live more of a slowed down life. Uh, it's it's kind of being represented by this idea of a television in the bedroom uh, where he can just like relax, lay mm-hmm. on the couch, order in and watch TV. And she kind of wants that sparkly glitz and glamour New York life a lot more than he is willing to give her right now. Um which I also think is like, I mean, it'll be interesting to talk, talk to you guys about it. And then Charlotte is, is I think the most interesting storyline. She is kind of experiencing this, um, frustration and this, this, um, kind of realization that her life is really hard now that she has two kids and, uh, 
it's being represented by this nanny who's really beautiful, who doesn't wear a bra. Uh, and she's kind of worried that Harry and this nanny are going to have a thing. And that one, I imagine, is extremely relatable to a lot of women who have two kids and who are now like, this is what I wanted my whole life. And now I'm kind of, it's hard. I have, I'm making cupcakes. My, my vintage clothing are, is getting ruined. So that's happening with uh, Charlotte. And then Miranda quit her job due to uh, a senior partner um, and her desire to be around Steve and Brady a little bit more, which I also think is like a really interesting um, storyline. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. Um, meanwhile, Samantha gets recognized by a producer of Smith's newest movie uh, for how successful the job she did um, PR on Smith's career. And he asks her to do PR for his hotel in Abu Dhabi and to make Abu Dhabi uh, this new metropolitan, fashionable, uh, it place to go in the Middle East. So she and the three women have flown to Abu Dhabi on a very luxurious uh, airline. And it is Samantha's job now to, I think, be as extravagant as possible in this, uh, in this mm. place. And that's, uh, that's where we're at. I, yeah. One thing I think before we jump into the plot, because there's a couple, there are a couple things too that happen. Like there's a couple things that happen through in there. Like Samantha's thing with the dress, like trying to get a dress that they say is too young for her. Sure, like there's, sure. there's a couple little like joke moments, I guess. But I think before we get into all that, I think we can talk a little bit about the context of when this movie happens, because the last movie was what? 2006. Oh, good point. Yeah, like like because this is what I was thinking as we're watching it. Someone had said on our Twitter, they were like, the movies feel totally different. They feel we mentioned this in our movie one watch where they're mm-hmm. like, the movies feel like a drama. And as I'm watching this, like you get to Stanford and Anthony's wedding. And it's just from there and even the title sequence, you know, they, they do this flashback of like who they were when they first moved to New York, which was was really great. That was actually awesome. And you get to see them, you know, like Miranda with like the like white socks and the white sneakers and her like lawyer skirt. But you got to think if you are watching this at the time when it happens and you're a sex in the city fan, the last time you've seen the TV show has been six, seven years before Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And the only time you've seen these characters together is the last movie, which was different than the TV show that you fell in love with. Like if you're mm. a fan of the show. So mm. like already you're being put into this like new universe. And we talked about, you know, before the break being like, what are the expectations? You know, is like, what are you going to, is, is this, this is a different album for this band. Like we talked about. So like already you're like, okay, the gang's back together, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen this in its original form of what it was in years now. And it does feel like a little different. Like they feel like they went, they feel like they're trying to hit it out of the park glitz and glamour wise with like this first big wedding thing. All the women are like glam to the max, which is great. They look great. But like, I do think there's something about the context of when this comes in, you know, right. like culturally. And also where they mentioned it in the movie, but like, we're, we've already had the crash of 2000, mm-hmm. like the 2008, 2009 crash. They mentioned that about the economy tank. And so it's like the movie is Sex and the City 2 is happening at a different cultural time than totally. it has ever been known as a TV show before. Yeah, I think that's TV really important to bring up. Popular conscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to bring that up because I think that 
you think about that when you're if you put it into what people saw it in the theater as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a Jay Z remix in the opening credits. Like, Heck yeah, yeah there there's is. so much. You know, there's like so much. In of that stuff. I thought the opening credits were super fun. Like, I, I, I there were too. I would love to see like a grittier raw version of Sex and the City with all of them, like in the eighties. That would yeah, be man. so. Yeah. Bradshaw selling dresses. What was Charlotte? I know Samantha was a bartender. Miranda was probably like a paralegal. Was she a lawyer? I think she's just a. Uh, yeah, I think she. Yeah, she's like paralegal. Uh, maybe she was a lawyer. I Wait, what was Charlotte Coke for a summer? Huh? Uh, was what? that in this movie? They said oh, the Stan- yeah, did Stanford Coke for a summer. Into, Stanford got into Coke for a summer. Stanford got into Coke for a summer. Okay, that- I think Carrie and Charlotte met on the subway at like one in the morning when some dude had just like pulled his pants down. I think that's what they said. Oh yeah. there there's like a thing that um that you don't know what you got till it's gone um (laughs) but and this is true of life too but it's like sometimes you forget the things that make something great like i don't know even like a high resolution camera like now people are saying the resolution for cameras are so high that like you can see makeup on actors Mm -hmm. and so and so you think resolution better for camera and it is up to a point. And then you're like, Oh, that is why we like lower resolution cameras. And that's true for this, that it's like, it's getting better and better and better. But some of the charm of the television show, because technology and they have bigger budgets, they have a hundred million dollars to play with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, this is not, I just thought I was like, I bet they thought that this is going to be the best so funny in this like gay, great gay wedding and i just thought like the liza minnelli thing was like so cringe to me like having her perform single ladies and single like ladies she is thing was ridiculous. i loved it i love I, it was really? really fun for me kevin the whole, the whole wedding for me was really fun i was like i thought a lot of it was but they her doing that for so long i was like this is this is just so i guess it was so, I want to do like watching. a three minute breakdown of the wedding. Let's just talk about everything that's there about the wedding. Cause like we find out about it. Well, actually they did a thing. The when gay they, men's like, choir, the gay men's choir. They did a thing. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but when they announced that they're all going to a wedding, there was like a nod to where they were like, and who knew that we'd be going to this wedding. And for a second, it was like a fake out. Like it was going to be Samantha's wedding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Oh, it's, Anthony and Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gay well, men's choir. When you get in there, I, which was, I don't, which was funny watching it next to Katie. Cause she's like, Oh, that's a super famous Broadway person. That's a super mm-hmm. famous Broadway person. Really? The surrogate conversation is Kelly O'Hara, which is like a super famous Broadway person. And she's like, wow. basically yeah. everyone in that scene is like next level Broadway. Yeah. You know, performer, wow. which, which, which makes, yeah, which makes, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and Mario Cantona is as well. He probably mm-hmm. called up all his friends. Like he's yeah. big Broadway guy, but well, and you got to think um, Matthew Broderick and SJP. Like Broderick is Broadway guy. SJP's yeah. been on Broadway. Cynthia Nixon's yeah. been on Broadway for acting. Like you know, it's just it's. They and Kay like, Davis has too. Kay Davis has too. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. So yeah, um, but yeah, I um, and also like gay marriage. I, this must be like. I bet this was about about the time that gay marriage got passed in in New York. Yeah. Let's look. Yeah. So, I mean, and do you guys remember it was cool. in New York like when that was ha- like that was a thing I feel like in the conscious like where people were doing not weddings like that, but it was like so and so is getting married like upstate today or whatever. Like I feel like people were yeah. like like 
people being I mean, like, it got legalized right around that time. Yeah. From in, I think New York was like the fourth or fifth state. So it's right. Yep. And then like, it wasn't the national Supreme court case yet, but it was like mm. the, um, definitely in States. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think I, I just don't understand, but like with how much time they spent with other things, I don't understand how you don't do a flashback of Stanford and Anthony. Like, cause I was like, I'm excited to see how they meet because people are always just like, it was so random. And I was like, in my head, I was like, that doesn't seem random. Like people get married and fall in love all the time. And I was like, how do you not show? It's like a 10 second flashback, like right. just any, anything throughout to justify why that would happen. Because then that would honestly take away any frustration people have with the story to just be like, you know, instead it was like in the hands of Samantha to say like, when you get old, like blah, 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 blah. And it right. was like, and it was like, oh, they have this opportunity to make it really sweet. And they did when Anthony teared up. But I was like, I kind of want to see that, even if it's in a flashback, real quick to see that moment that well, things change. Let's write it. How'd it happen? How'd it happen? Um, there, there's a thing that I've seen that I wonder if we've seen. And I I don't know. Sorry to cut you off. But like, I no. there's something I've seen like in a, in a Sex in the City, like Instagram or something that I don't know if it's a spoiler and if we've seen it already. And so like, I, there's, I don't want to say it cause I'm like, is there something coming mm. or maybe it was in another show or maybe it was another episode and I'm just like forgetting that we've already seen it. So maybe, I don't know. Mm. I'm being yeah, very vague I, right now because I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, cause the, the yeah, last no. we saw of them is they, they like Stanford at least they, or they legit hated each other. Right. 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 And so like, yeah. how, how does that, and, and Anthony was like very mean to him about Marcus, his boyfriend. Uh, I think it would make total sense for them to end up together if we were given the correct context, because how many, I mean, that's the story of so many great romantic comedies or things that it's just like people. Yeah. What is it? Well, but of people that people f- like fight with each other and don't like each other. And then it, and like then it changes the beginning of the movie. Right. Like they don't, he has to like give her a ride. And like, I feel yeah. like he's like, I mean, it's not like they hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think any any person that you're tied to in life for a long time, then like you you know a lot, and then you eventually it, I fall just, in love with. It just happens with yeah, every I, great friendship. Like you guys, yeah. I, I imagine will get married one day, and and yeah, it'll yeah. be and it'll be fabulous. The choir will be there. Yeah, the choir. Yeah, we are. Be there. Me and Corey are Lucio approaching. Will. We are approaching whatever Samantha says. Like you get to a point, and it's like. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that happens, uh, can I do the single? Can I be the one who does the single ladies dance at your wedding? Hundred percent. We'll make sure you do it, yeah. and not Harlan, our friend, the dancer. Uh, yeah, no. We'll put we're your hands there. up. It was great, but it's it's just like the Liza Minnelli thing too. Of like Liza Minnelli's like voice that's always a little off. It's like up in the club, I just got out doing my own little thing. <laughs> there's okay. There's something. There's something like. I, I I don't know. She's so good in Arrested Development. Like she used to be one of the most outstanding performers of all time. Like we watched in our movie club, Cabaret. Our, our Cabaret. Cabaret. And like, she is like a next level performer. Mm-hmm. And there was just something like, I'm sure MPK has like the utmost respect for Liza Minnelli. She is like one of the gay icons of the 20, 20th century. Like she is absolutely that. But there was something that I was like, 
you're getting like a goof out of this. You're not getting a, uh, you're getting the same thing you get out of like, like it's like goofy. It wasn't like, I mean, do you think it was so, like one of those things where like, like the energy in the room, so, cause you have all these Broadway people, you have this like performing legend and like, mm-hmm. like it was one of those things where like the energy in the room was like a million times more potent than what we saw on screen and it was just that conversion that missed it like well it's like it, like it sounds like an idea like, that we came up with it sounds like an idea that bradshaw boys are like oh it's a gay wedding like liza minnelli's there just like just like singing single ladies like that's what the idea also, sounds like you also imagine like being like i could see an interview with chris and davis being like looking back in my entire time filming sex in the city mm-hmm. like the wedding scene with like all these amazing people singing yeah. and Liza Minnelli dancing and like, and like that was like the most memorable scene I've ever had. And it's like, yeah, I bet mm-hmm. it was when you were in person because like there's all these incredible elements, but then mm-hmm. it just like translates a little bit poorly when you edit it on the screen. And that's like where it was a mess. I don't know. That's just yeah. like, that's like a thought. Yeah. Be- well, because yeah, it's like, it's like going on a vacation and you think like, Oh my gosh, we are going to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower and we're going to do this and this. And then it's like, oh, the thing I remember most was just like that little cafe that we found by accident. Like that's yeah. so much of like this, even this show from the whole time. It's like those small character moments. And I think this was a great epic way to bring everyone together. And, you know, it was like an opening scene, a way to like start off with a bang with a movie. And it was not, um, it, it was maybe. Um, it's that thing I'm saying that it's like, oh, you have the budget, you have the stuff, you got to make right. use of it. And, you know, it, feel, it, it feels very showy. And I feel like I, I think, and this is kind of why I brought up the context of like when we see the, 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 sh- the movie in like the timeline of life, mm-hmm. because there is a little bit of like, like, we're going to have this, we're going to have Liza Minnelli, we're going to have this Jay-Z remix song, we're going to have this. But like, you kind of get past that stuff and you're like, okay, cool. So we have two big characters get married to each other. But like, beyond that, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, there is just, it's just a lot of glitz and like, not, and then like, I did think when the guy told Samantha, (laughs) she was like, what are you doing? He's like, lay concrete. She was like, yeah, start. but like her sex scene was so over the top to the point where I was like, this is gratuitous. Yeah. Like it was uh, like almost like a little too much where I was like, all right, come on guys. See, I think the most, the most obscene thing about that whole wedding scene is a wedding that fancy. There's no way in hell they're going to allow children to come to it. Like uh, that's, that's mm, probably Lily good, there. Good. The swans, like, nope, 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 nope. I've been to good, enough weddings. Good eye. Good eye. You just, I love how. After, I love also how it's like, I, I like how they're true to big in that, of course, big even is just like, oh, I got hit on like so uncomfortable <laughs> with something that it's like, I, well, I, they, I they, do, that, they do tie that back. They do tie that back really well. Cause when Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. hits on him, yeah, he's like, he's like, I thought you were I, cool. I agree. Hit on. And I was like, ah, see what they did there. They, they totally. did tie it back. No, I thought that was great. I did think, I mean, I texted you guys that I wondered at first if like, you couldn't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder uh, that he kept saying gay wedding like he was saying pork pie. Like he just kept, he like looked at Carrie a couple times. He just goes, gay wedding, gay wedding. Yeah. And she was like, stop um, calling it a gay wedding. And I was like, is this his new pork pie? But it that is like, like, that's also all- 100% how a finance bro in 2008 True. would have responded True. at 
that event. He would have said, yeah. like, I guarantee you every single first wedding between a same-sex couple that the finance bro went to, they said gay wedding that many times, if not yeah. more. Well, that was, a, that was a big thing at the time because they, they, they didn't happen before. So yeah. that... That it's funny. It's funny. Like it's been a decade and it's like, oh yeah. Like some people will still say that. Like I went to a gay wedding and it's not, it's, it's more like regular, but at the time, like it was, and he would be the type of person that would be like, I'm getting used to a new thing. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> the way I'm going to cope with it is telling everyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird totally. for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird for me, guy. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. Listen, um, he's, He's trying. He's dipping his toe into um, new waters. Yeah. Let Let's talk about the individual um, women's storyline. Like, um, okay. let's start with um, Samantha's in the in this movie. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I said obviously that I wasn't like super um, energized Taken. by it. Well, like, were you guys? Is that just a me thing, or is this like? <sighs> no. Is this like? It feels like we we get it. Samantha is older. And we under, yeah. like, I feel like this, this storyline has come up several times in the TV yeah. shows. And now it's like her main plot line in the movie. Maybe it won't be. Maybe her main plot line is like her revitalizing Abu Dhabi as like this, this hub in the Middle East. But like she's here now and she's still worried about getting her hormones on like for her, her creams and stuff her like that. Well, but I, this isn't to say like, oh my gosh, this is the best newest storyline. But like um, the dress thing, I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, and as the Miley wears, Cyrus wears, thing was. Yeah, she wears a dress and ends up wearing the same dress uh, as Miley Cyrus. To the Miley to Cyrus kind of pulls her over to like. Yeah. Kind of like and make it look good for both of them. Like aging for this is has always been true and always will be true. That it is like it is a different it is a different deal for men with aging. And women with aging, yeah. like it's a fucking different can of worms that it's like that it could, there could be someone that's like, I really don't care. And yet still there's like a multi, multi, multi billion dollar industry of de-aging for women that like, even if guys could do it for, uh, you know, a hundredth of the price, they'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to buy that stuff. You know what I mean? mean? Like you look at it with, it's big and Samantha, I mean, big is older. And it's just yeah. like, he's in good, he, I mean, you do see like, he's in good shape for an older guy. Like he's, you he's know, got a good, he's got a good tanning salon too. Got a great tanning salon, but you're right. Like it's, it's much more of a, it's a, it's not even a story point for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think there is something interesting that, that it is that they do with Samantha that I think is maybe not done the best, but it is interesting that it's like this person with the most confidence and this, like, she is not just like, I don't care. She's like, I'm trying, like, she's at least working hard to accept something. And, and I think like a lot of, um, I don't know, I think there's something realistic to what she's going through. And then it's just not handled in, in a way that, yeah. that is always the most interesting. But I do think, I don't yeah, know, like, that, like, that scene with Miley Cyrus, I was like, I really hope they, she doesn't get embarrassed. Cause right. I was worried for her. And then yeah. I was like, okay, that's like, that's nice because that would feel really shitty. Yeah. To it, was like, like Miley, it was Miley was the one who took the move towards her. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Samantha was kind of like sitting there with a smug look on her face, and Miley was the one that's like, "Oh, this is great." And so, like, it would have it would have been nice if like Samantha would have owned it, you know, mm-hmm. and like and mm-hmm. been the one to take the first step. But um, yeah, yeah, that's actually like I mean, she- thinking about Samantha not being in the next project. I don't, it's like I don't know. I, I would be very interesting to see what they would do for her character because I feel like they just now hammer her two dimensions like she's she's sexual and she's old and it's like i wonder what like a different facet to samantha would look like and and it's sad that they're not gonna have a chance to explore that but it's like i don't know this seems this seems to be super played out where it's like i almost watched it's almost like i've seen this before this exact plot line with her before i would yeah i would love it if they brought it back and she was in the xfl if that was her new hell yeah dude if she's in, she's the first female quarterback in the XFL. Hell like yeah. She's just wrecking shop. How amazing would that be? She's the best. And also they bring back the XFL because, you know, it started and then COVID hit and they had to scrap it once again. Second time. Right. Second time. I think one thing that was one thing that felt a little blase and I don't mean to like she has the she has. We know you can be blase about a lot of things, Rose, but not the Titanic. <laughs> what is that in Titanic? What is that, that is in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what a what a pull. What a pull quote right there. Nice job. Um <laughs> she Why do you know that quote? Billy Zane, man. You can be blase about a lot of things, Rose, but not the Titanic. That's just Dude. That's just great movie literature right there. <laughs> There's also great. a great moment in Titanic where they're just like, God himself couldn't sink this ship. And it's like, ooh, foreshadowing. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Dude, we need to watch the Titanic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then all jerk off together to Kate Winslet's boobs. That is for those listening that don't get that reference. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't tell them the context. Let's, I just want to do that. Great. <laughs> all right. No, I used to. I did that in middle school one time with a bunch of other boys. <laughs> Go rent the 30-year-old virgin now on <laughs> iTunes and Apple TV. <laughs> Kevin Doyle stand-up special where that story Man, is. we should you you guys like know that game where it's like you you go to a Wikipedia page and like you you like click Wikipedia yeah. and see how Six long it takes you to get yeah, see how long it takes you to get someone. Yeah. I wonder what like the furthest topic you can get away from Kevin and how quickly he can bring it off to jerking off. <laughs> it's like it's probably like I don't know, like Mongolian it's throat singing. It's Walter probably Cronkite. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's the it's the seven degrees of Kevin Doyle jerking off. It's, yeah, there's, <laughs> no Kevin way, there's no way it's seven degrees. It's only two degrees. I think you can take <laughs> any topic. Well, did 16. I tell you guys about the time I masturbated to Walter Cronkite? There you go. He, he did it in one degree. Amazing. Just the, the, the way that he delivered the news in such an un, unbiased way got me horny. Certainly, no, you I never do, fucked a hotel mattress. No. I don't know. Not, not, in any, uh, not in any country. Not in Abu Dhabi. Not in, well, in Indianapolis, but not in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> There you go. Okay, sorry, Corey. Uh, you, what what, was, what was Blase? Samantha Jones is very successful. She's got the Times Square office with the marquee that says Samantha Jones, which is like, I don't want to take anything away from her being a, a boss because she always is. But I think you're right, John. It's like, great. Samantha is even more successful. She is having to like be, you know, be herself and rub her menopause cream 
on herself and like pull her underwear down and she's having sex with a guy that lays concrete. I, mm-hmm. I agree. Like even, even seeing that it was like cool eye candy shot of times square, but at the same time it was a little bit like, Oh, like, I guess she's not dating anyone. Yeah. Jared calls her back up and it's right. apparently like they are friendly, but not in touch. But I know what you're saying. It was just kind of like, oh, there's not much going on with it. And like, I will say the Carrie and Big thing, while that seems like a bland storyline, at least it does set up a few things of like, totally, they're going to get in the married rut. He's starting yes. to propose weird days off things. And mm-hmm. they brought up another thing that I don't know if they'll ever really touch on, but it did make me think about age gap of relationships, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting because I... Because like once you get to be older, and I feel like we talked about this, but like it's not a huge deal to date someone six years mm-hmm. younger or older than you, especially in a city mm-hmm. like New York. But then you get to dating like, well, what's like 12 years? Like what? Mm-hmm. And then I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's not a big deal when you're like in like 30s, 40s, whatever. But when you get to like 70 and late 50s and like I feel like you're starting to see the beginnings of that with Carrie and Big where he's right. Like, and it might not be an age thing, but you're starting to definitely see that where he's just like, hey, dude, he just wants to sit. He wants to sit in a cozy place and watch his programs. He wants to watch Deadliest yeah. Cat. Yeah, he's he's a yeah, he's a program guy now. Like once you yeah. start watching your programs, like yeah. oh, you don't go out anymore. But no, like, I think it's interesting. Like there's no every other character had like a scene that will stick with me, like Charlotte in the closet crying. Miranda yep, showing man. up to Brady's science fair, like screaming yep. like, yes. Carrie and Big arguing like over the TV. And then you have Samantha and you're like um, rubbing hormones on her crotch in Times Square office. It's like, okay, it's like we've seen it before. Um, Yeah, totally. So like, let's, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about, about, let's talk about Carrie. Well, let's talk about Carrie Big because that's the other one that you said was bland. But I mean, every, you kind of know this is coming because it's carrying big. They ended on a high note. Of course, they're going to have some, even if they're destined to be together, like there's some people that have easy marriages. There's some people that have hard marriages. Mm-hmm. Now there's some people that have hard marriages that shouldn't be together, but I do know some people that they have a little more communication issues. They have a little harder, but they really should be together. And it's like, it just takes a little more work, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is like, not only is this a classic carry big thing, it is also, I don't know. I think like probably speaks to a lot of people in relationships that it's like, you know, once you have a TV in your bedroom, like I think there's like a study that's like once people started, if you have TVs in your bedroom, you have sex like 50% less than other, mm-hmm. than other couples and stuff like that. So, yeah. so I think that's what Carrie's afraid of. I would say that as much as it was a big deal to Carrie, when he brought it up, it was like, she said it was for a writing project, but I would just take a strong stance of anyone that wants to have a separate place to go two days a week. You're that's not going to work. <laughs> Kristen Davis is correct. What's actually going on. You have to fix that because that is not going to work. I guess for conversation's sake, I'll say what I actually think, which is like, yeah, different couples do things different ways. In general, there's like kind of one way to do marriage, which is like some people would be like, yeah, we don't sleep in the same bed. It's like, okay, 
that's just the way we do things. Or it's like, he has a place he goes to twice a week. It's like, all right, I don't know if that qualifies as one of the things that it's like, you can do marriage different ways. And I think they're going to get to that. But I do think this is pretty clear that it's like, you are going to have to find a way to come together and compromise, not in, in getting an extra apartment does not seem like it. And then exhibit A would be that you have to deal with someone else's emotions and he's suggesting getting another apartment and she's also insecure about the fact that he's flirting with Penelope Cruz. So right. you so that uh, so I don't know. I just think him bringing that up is like is is really funny because it's like that's such like a typical dumb idiot way to just be like, "Oh, yeah. go watch my like and think that she's going to be super enthusiastic about it. Well, yeah. And it wasn't even just like, I think I need to get an office space aside to just be like, I just, I need to be, it was more like, I need to, why don't we just go live our lives separately two days a week and get it out? Cause then it's like, what are you going to do the other five days? Like, what's that going to change? Also just bad real estate decision in general, where they were like, because of the real estate market, we kept our apartment on the market and I was like, why didn't you rent it out? Just, <laughs> like, this is the second time you've been there in like two years. Yeah. And it's all together still. Like, why didn't you rent that apartment to someone? Yeah. It just, she's like, sometimes I go visit the clothes. You're not even using the clothes. They're just there. Well, I have, a, I have an apartment. Yeah, exactly. I have an apartment for my clothes to live in. Your clothes don't have emotions. You idiot. It's so funny how much well, don't um, like her. You want an apartment just to keep groceries in. I want an apartment to keep groceries in. It has come to light as friends that I am a grocery addict. <laughs> and uh, I have I, I texted a friend today. I've texted two friends to be like, I'm not allowed to buy any more groceries. I have so many groceries for a person that lives in an apartment by themselves. And if I could have a refrigerated apartment full of groceries, I, like how the, I would do your it. Addiction your addiction to groceries has nothing to do with your weight. Most people that are addicted to groceries are just <laughs> fat people. Yeah, and instead exactly. you're addicted to buying groceries, but you're, but you're, you're not fat. Here's, you're not, you're not I, an overeater. This is a classic Bradshaw boys hard left and I'm going to get us back on track, but this is to illustrate Kevin's point. A friend texted me today and said, I want to go down to the Chinese supermarket in Chinatown in sunset park. Do you want to go? And recently, like a week ago, I spent more money than I've spent in a long time on groceries and have so much. And I texted her to just say, I would love to go just because I wanted to go walk around another supermarket in because I've like I've never walked around a supermarket in Sunset Park, Chinatown. And I went and spent 80 bucks. Dude, when they dude, they, that's not I an addict. In, $80 I, is a normal amount to spend at a grocery store. Well, I've also spent multiple times over that number in the past few weeks at other grocery stores. That's the fourth that, grocery store I've been to in a couple weeks. And he doesn't even eat the food. He just smells it and throws it away, Kevin. Yeah, I wet that all is, the food. I just pour water over it and then throw it in the That's the equivalent of, of what Carrie Bradshaw does. That's perfect. It's like, I need shoes. Corey's like, oh, I need shallots. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, no exaggeration. I have like 15 shallots right now. I love <laughs> shallots. I love shallots. Um, no, yeah, that's, I, I, I mean, the, the back on track, back on track, the, the carry thing, I don't know. It's like, I think I disagree with you a little bit, Kevin, that there is one way to do marriage. I think like marriage looks differently for different people and it's like how they want to 
commit to someone and how you want to like make that person in that relationship better. I don't think there's like one true way to do it. Um, because I think like people That's not have, what I said though. I thought I thought it is. We can go back I'll go back and listen uh in a couple of weeks when this comes <laughs> out. I think it is what I think it is what you said. For argument's what sake. I want to say is that that is true and then <laughs> and then when you apply it to outside things, listen, I like then you apply it to certain things and it's like, hey, the way we do our marriage is um I live in in New York and she lives in Paris and then we meet up. Like there's certain things that it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're going to be more soon. Like you're not mm-hmm. going to make it. Um, or there's something that would be like, and I would say this falls into the bounds of like outside the bounds of like, this is a, this is one healthy way that some people do marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I, I think I, my thing with, my thing with them is like, they're both unhappy and like, if they're both mm-hmm. unhappy, that means there is an issue. And if there like is an issue, you have to solve it before the marriage can continue to keep growing towards something like she is clearly unhappy because of the lack of the sparkle and he is clearly unhappy because he is perceiving like that she is nagging him and not letting him unwind and relax in the way that they want so like i'm not sure what the solution is i think his his suggestion was a bit off probably because like she went and wrote in her condo by mm-hmm. herself and it was like a success for him but like i think the problem is is that there is the, the way that the engine is running right now is leaving them both unsatisfied. And that is an issue. So yeah, it'll be, I'll be very curious to see how they, how they work that out. How, how, how cringy was it? Not in a like cringy against the movie, but just cringy in a relationship way when he just like turned off the TV and he looked at her and he goes, sparkle. Got it. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, I know. That just, ugh. I know. It's so like, it also sucks because you have to have conflict in a movie that it's like, I mean, that's one of the reasons why TV is great. Also, one of the reasons why TV can get obnoxious is like you have to go back to some uh, some form of normalcy to find conflict. And mm-hmm. so it's like we've already learned this lesson about this couple so many times and you right, can't exactly. just have them be in the XFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you that's have like, to. That's- that's the part of it that's like frustrated. It's like if you if like if you would have told me this is where their marriage would end up like when they first met, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. it is because they're so different and the things that they like are so different. Like yeah. like yeah. I, I thought so what's interesting and I thought would come up is like her, their apartment that they share doesn't read Carrie Bradshaw to me no. at all. Other than the closet, mm-hmm. that thing just looks like he swallowed her style and like made it like a complete mahogany locker room smelling bachelor pad. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, I think there could be like some more interesting stuff that they could have done other than just like, I want to go to fancier dinners and him being like, I want to get takeout. Um, but yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe they'll land the plane um, and it'll be nice. Um, if it was. I, I will say that that I agree with you. And also that is probably a, an incredibly common thing. That's like a guy's just like, well, I don't like, doesn't keep up his making them feel loved and a girl, you know, whatever. Um, let's talk about Charlotte. I mean, how much do we need to talk about Miranda? I, I don't find it that interesting. It's like the same as Samantha for me. Well, see, I like, I, I find it interesting because she's, 
quit her job. I mean, Miranda has defined herself as a lawyer, her whole, like she is a lawyer first and then a wife second, a lawyer first, a mother second. And she is now, she now gave that up or is at least staring down the possibility of not being that. I'm not sure if like, if they wrapped her storyline, if they, if she was just like, I quit and Brady won the, the rat race. Like, I hope that they dig into that and they're like, what does this Miranda, like post power lawyer Miranda life look like? Does she start a nonprofit? Does she like, what does she do with her skills? Does she get into politics? Is there like a bizarre world where Miranda becomes Cynthia Nixon and then runs for governor? I don't know. That's like stuff they could do. I think that's very interesting, but I kind of see it as a plot device so she can take off and go to Abu Dhabi. I think that's (laughs) I think that they were just like, because she said... She was like, it's fine. The headhunters are already after a new thing. So yeah. I feel like she's going to go work another which, which that would like be well, a huge disappointment for me because I think this is like <laughs> an actually interesting Miranda thing that they could have explored. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think not that it's not interesting. I think that it is like it'll be interesting to see where they tie it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. I, I think you're well, correct in that we took a break with the movie because she had the best storyline in the series, took a bre- break with movie one because some other pe- her story was kind of complete. And I feel like we're back with Charlotte having the most interesting storyline for the movie too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you know this exact thing happened with Jude Law? That's why they made the joke. I Wait, did. Yeah. Know what that was the Jude, Jude Law, Law joke? I didn't get that. Oh. He said something, and they said like it was like, something about was it the Penelope Cruz thing? Like it's a Jude Law. You don't yeah. have a nanny that's that's you don't get a hot nanny. We'd have to go back, but it's like oh, there's a lot of hot yeah. nanny, and it was because Jude and his ex Sadie Frost hired a nanny in 2004. That same okay, so I think he's done it twice. Wow, what wait, hold on, Daily Mail. Um, the former that's couple was married in a shared Rafferty, Iris and Judy, the kids range. That same year, they hired Daisy Wright. Jude got engaged to Sienna Miller, but the next year, Jude publicly apologized to Sienna. Miller. Ethan um, Hawke is married to his uh, past nanny. And Ben Affleck cheated with his nanny. Yeah. Same with Arnold I mean, Schwar- when right? that happened with Ben Affleck, um, that's Chris Pratt is married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. No, I think um, Arnold Schwarzenegger hooked up with the nanny. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has yeah. a kid. Yeah. He has a kid. That, I mean, I like, I like, I, I will say this is a bit of diversion. I love how I think Bill Burr does a joke about like how the kid came out and just like he hadn't admitted to having an affair and the kid yeah. comes just looking like a strong chinned Austrian. And he's like, yeah, and they're like, gee, I wonder whose kid this is. I mean, th- this is uh, when the when the most recent one, the Ben Affleck thing happened. I remember there was a few. There was a few articles that were pushing back against that trope that were, I don't, I'd have to find them, but they were like, they were basically like, this is pitting women against each other to be scared of other women. Hmm. And I was like, but that's like, that is just a smart thing. Don't have a hot nanny. It's like some things about like, it's, it's, it's it's almost like a rich, like a, a rich older housewife like cheating with her like tennis coach and it's like a hot young tennis yeah. coach you know it's like i mean i listen like i do think the nanny actress was gorgeous and, uh, yeah. and they did great casting but i i really i really actually that's a level of over the top sex in the city that i like where it's like mm-hmm. that's like the goofy sex in the city where it's like 
She's doing jumping jacks and cartwheels and, the and three, all three the guys three are like, like looking okay. at it. It's so funny. That's like classic MPK, just like screwball eighties like sex yeah. comedy. Or the ba- the bathtub like, scene. They, they do that well. The bathtub scene with, yeah. with um. Oh with, my um, gosh, Charlotte's insane, face yeah. was just so perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I think one of the reasons why it's done really well because Kristen Davis acting is on point. The closet scene where she's in the pantry and crying oh, was really great. That was really good. And one of the reasons I think psychologically that you don't do that is because then like this person has no, they have a certain amount of emotional connection to the children and stuff, but not really. Mm -hmm. So you see them in all of the ways that it's like, cool. They're like the young hot person I have to be, have fun with. And then the person you have to like do your bills with and the person you have to like deal with these things in life that are difficult and cause conflict. Like you never have to have conflict with your nanny because they're right. your fucking employee. And okay. so in your brain, I think a lot of the guys that are stupid that do that, that are just like, and I don't think Harry will do anything. I really hope I don't think he will. And I, if they did, then we would have heard about it. But I do think like there's a reason why guys do that. And it's because in their stupid brain, they're sort of like, it's like you cheated with fucking your nanny with Jennifer on Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. that's, right. that's hot and as successful and as cool and as great as you can be. And he still wow. did it because he's an idiot. And he's like, Oh, this, my nanny never tells me to stop drinking. It's like, well, you're a fucking drunk and Affleck. I don't know what to tell you. You're <laughs> my, you're a fucking drunk. So stop. Like the nanny's not going to tell you to do that. Yeah, Cause you're because, paying her bills. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's totally. a really good H O T T A K E with Kevin Doyle. Like, I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the song? H O T T A K E. Kevin does take. H O T T A K E. Kevin does a take. Hot take. We got to take a Steve Talk type song for that. Yeah, um, no, I, I think that's that's really great. Um, let's let's real quick because we're we 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 got to go back and watch the rest of this movie. We got to wrap it we'll, up, and then you'll hear the you'll hear us talking about the rest of the movie on next week's podcast. We're going to go yeah. watch it now in real time, but you'll hear our wrap up next week. But like, let's just get to where we are. So Samantha gets flown over by the Sheik. They fly on the airplane. They get those suites. Um, we didn't talk about any of the fashion, by the way, the newspaper dress that Carrie uh, wore. Or- amazing thing about the newspaper dress and two things I noticed. One, and maybe this happens a lot more in the show. Did you notice though? She looks down and Big's there to pick up and she goes, and just like that, it was mm-hmm. 1998. Yeah. I wonder how many times she says, and just like that, because that's yes. yeah. the new show. And then, or her mushroom helmet and, uh, and, her and the airport where she looks like, she looks so like funny. a Goomba from Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, so they're in Abu Dhabi. They oh, all sorry. look great the whole time. Yeah, just, they all look great. Yeah. They, She's drinking they just got milk. Samantha they just got there. He's making the milk, and and we have an hour. We're halfway through. We have an hour fifteen left. So yeah, and he's, uh, we, we talked about the yeah the milk. The please, milk brings back the big thing. Yeah. Um, we, we please go give us five stars on iTunes and go subscribe to our Patreon for five dollars a month. We already have uh like twenty other episodes up there, and we're going to be giving you uh new episodes from Sex and City every week. So go subscribe yep. to the Patreon. Give us a message and we'll do or ask us any questions and we'll answer. Yeah. Uh, right, let's wrap this up like Samantha needs to wrap up her cleavage. Hey, hey we're yeah, there you go. She, she's a wrap up her what? 
she, they said she needs to wrap up her cleavage. She needs to be more modest and Abu Dhabi. There you go. Wrapping it up. All right. All right. Later, Later taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.